friends, I'm Shilpi and I'm here at this beautiful book cafe called The White Crow located at Geo Drive in BKC. And I'm here to talk about Death of a Salesman by Arthur Miller. I would like to start with a quote from the play which says, You can't eat the orange and throw the peel away. A man is not a piece of fruit. Well, this quote actually encapsulates the essence of the play, but uh, we'll come to that later. Let's start with some facts. This play was written in the year 1948 by Arthur Miller, an English playwright, at the age of 32. It was first premiered in Broadway in the year 1949 and straight away ran in 742 performances way until 1950. That was the kind of response, overwhelming response it got from its audience. Uh, the play won uh, Pulitzer Prize for Best Drama and a Tony Award for the Best Play. It was again revived five times on different occasions in a span of 50 years. Uh, it was adapted into uh, films on 10 occasions. It was also adapted into uh, series, TV series across uh, multiple countries in different languages. So that's about the play. Some facts. Now let's talk about the essence of the play. Um, it is a two-act play followed by a requiem. And um, it, was, uh, it is set in 1940s Brooklyn. Author calls this play as the tragedy of a common man. The play is primarily about the American dream and uh, how the protagonist is, spends his life chasing this American dream. The American dream says that if you work hard enough, you can amass wealth, you can gather recognition, you can gain success and you can be the number one man. The play is also about the economic condition of the protagonist and people in general who are struggling financially to meet their aspirations while chasing the American dream. The play is about a family who refuses to speak the truth either to each other or to themselves. They live in a lie of deception to fend off the reality which is way too different from the aspirations they hold while chasing the American dream. The play is also about a father-son relationship um, where they loved each other, they lost that love and towards the end they recognize that love again. In short, the play is about life. This play was inspired by Miller's um, uncle, a traveling salesman. Uh, his name was Manny. He was actually delusional about life. He tried hard to become successful, couldn't become, and in the end, he also committed suicide. The play is also inspired by author's own family's uh, financial struggles uh, during the World War II and the Great Depression that followed. And it's also the house in the play is inspired by author's own house during his growing years in Brooklyn. Now the underlying theme of the play is living in denial of the grim reality and actually to fend off that reality by escaping into the past. Now this underlying theme was uh, supported by giving a new form to it. 
author actually discovered a new form. He invented a new form with this play, which was to make the past and the present work together simultaneously in one scene at the same time. This was never, this had never been tried before until then. And um, it's actually something similar to life where while we are talking to somebody, we are suddenly triggered off into a conversation from the past, which probably happened 30 years back. And what author tried to do is bring that into the frame, into in front of the audience, where the protagonist is also, is also living in the present and at the same time thinking about something from the past. Now to uh, help this transition happen, uh, there were a few elements that were used in the set design very effectively, mainly the music. Uh, music would come in the form of uh, a melody of a flute uh, at the onset, at the onset of every transition. Then apart from music, uh, there was um, uh, the usage of lights, which would change as per the transition when the protagonist would go back and forth between the present and the past. The third thing was, which was very effectively used uh, in the set design, were the walls. The walls were transparent. So every time the, the characters were in the present, the walls would be respected by the characters. And when the characters would go into the past, they would transition into the past, uh, the walls, they could walk through the walls. So that's how they tried to create the back and forth between past and the present. So a little trivia about uh, uh, the title was that um, initially author had thought the title to be inside his head and the, the set design that he thought of was a skull where uh, inside which the whole action would take, take place. Of course, uh, for all practical reasons, this idea was dropped and then uh, the widely acclaimed set designer, Joe Milziner, gave a completely different uh, set design to this play. What she created was a wispy, dreamy house, a fragile house, which was surrounded by towering, angular, angry buildings around it which depicted the domineering presence of capitalism, which had started to take over America at that time. And the, the identity of this fragile house uh, slipping in obscurity when surrounded by these towering buildings. So the towering buildings were representing the domineering force of capitalism that had started to take control over America and um, under which the fragile um, fragile identity of the protagonist was entrapped and it was slipping away. Now uh, let's talk a little about Arthur Miller. As we all know, Arthur Miller was a very celebrated, widely acclaimed American playwright of the 20th century. Arthur was known for his political activism, which was largely portrayed through his stories uh, that criticized mainstream America. Uh, for its darker elements of capitalism and the real-life struggles that the society faced while chasing that American dream. Apart from this play, author has written many other successful plays like All My Sons, uh, The Crucible and A View from the Bridge. I would personally recommend that you guys see his interviews which are great lessons in wisdom and writing and his approach towards life and America of that time. 
So let's talk about the characters. The protagonist is Willie Loman. He is a traveling salesman in his uh, early 60s. He's 63 year old and uh, he uh, became a salesman because long ago in his early years, he saw a very successful salesman by the name of Dave Singleman. Now Dave was, um, Dave commanded respect, authority. He was a very successful, successful salesman and he acquired a lot of wealth. This was Willie's inspiration. Whether he had in him to be a successful salesman or not, didn't really matter to him. He got impressed by Dave's success and that was it. That's how he decided. But this led to a lifelong strife in Willie's life. He could never actually be a successful salesman. But instead of uh, facing the reality as is, he started escaping his reality by getting, becoming delusional. He kept on going into the past to fend off this hard reality. He could never really face it. Now, furthermore, what he did was he passed on these values to his sons, his unfulfilled dreams. He wished he, the, the values that he passed on to his sons were uh, that being recognized and accumulating wealth are the markers of success, hoping that his unfulfilled dreams will be realized by his sons. But in the process, he gets even more dis disappointed and shattered because his sons don't turn out to be successful either. Now, author once described Lohman as a man who, upon hearing society's thundering command to succeed, found himself staring at a failure in the mirror. Apart from struggling with his career, Willie also struggles with the guilt of infidelity to Linda. He had an affair with a woman when he used to go on his work trips. And upon the discovery of this affair by his son, Ben, there is a lifelong conflict uh, which happens between the two and which actually forms the emotional crux of the play. Brian Dennehy, a small trivia I'd like to share here. Brian Dennehy, who, the actor who earned a Tony reward for the 1999 um, performance of uh, this play on Broadway, mentions that uh, doing this um, character of Willie Loman was, uh, was like a deeply fascinating symphony where one could explore the rhythm, the tempo, the different notes of the play, which happened due to the multiple points the character offers while going back and forth in his transition between past and the present. So he felt that this was a great responsibility for the actor to choose which of the options will work best for the play. So yeah, this was about the character Willie Loman. Now let's move on to Linda Loman, who plays Willie's wife. She is a quintessential supportive wife, defends Willie no matter what. She diligently supports his illusion of success to, uh, for the upkeep of his uh, fragile state of mind. She lets him enjoy authority over her, which he uh, obviously couldn't command in his workspace. Uh, and also she supports the vicious circle of lies and deceptions to keep the family together. 
Now we have Biff Lomu, who is 34 years old, the older son of uh, Willie and Linda. He's unsettled, he's lost. He, uh, in his growing years, idolized his father, Willie, and his fake values of being liked and recognized as a marker of success. But he lost his respect and trust for Willie when he discovered his affair with another woman. It led to a lifelong strife between the father and son, and uh, and it also and it also led to a loss of direction in his own life. Now he is unsettled till date. Business leaves him unfulfilled. He has yet to figure out what he would really like to do. He loves the outdoors. He loves nature. He loves to be in the farms. But this is in direct conflict with the desires of his father who wants to see him as a successful businessman. So they are in a constant conflict always. Now coming to Happy Loman, he is the younger son who is about 32 years old. And uh, he is a deceiving character, loves exaggerating and twists the reality to, to actually elevate his status. He is a womanizer who gets his sense of worth by... Um, his sexual uh, conquests. He desires to be successful and he's, uh, he, uh, he has uh, taken his father's uh, shallow values to keep chasing the American dream and be number one. Next is Charlie and his son Bernard. Now, Charlie is Billy's neighbor and his only friend. He's a successful businessman who often helps uh, Billy with money to pay off his bills. Bernard is a successful and wealthy lawyer's son who was often looked down upon by Willie and his sons during their growing years because of him being an academic nurse. But now the tables have turned and instead uh, Bernard is a very successful person. Then we have Ben who is Willie's uh, eldest uh, elder uh, brother who is dead but he became a very successful diamond merchant, made a lot of money as a young person in Africa and uh, Willie escapes into imaginary conversations with Ben whenever the reality becomes unbearable for him. The story is set in Brooklyn in the year in the 1940s. It's a two-act play that covers a 24-hour period with a requiem that is set few uh, days later. In the introduction we see a very exhausted Willie coming back home because he's he's really exhausted uh, from work He's not made any sales that's left him dejected and uh, mental confusion plights him severely uh, and has led him to nearly crashing his car a few times during his work trips. Billy slides back and forth between the present and the uh, past to escape this, this very morose reality he's facing about himself. Uh, He also keeps sliding back to uh, delusional conversations with his uh, elder brother Ben again to uh, you know to kind of get off this reality. Now we see that Linda his ever supportive wife is constantly there she's trying to coax him relax him uh, while Billy is going back into his nostalgia of remembering his past she's supporting him and basically trying uh, all of this to keep his state of mind positive. 
Uh, as Billy goes back into conversations with his elder brother Ben, his uh, Ben's success is a nagging reminder of Billy's own failure and something he's always trying to come to terms with. Billy has two sons, Biff and Happy, who are right now who are in the in the in this scene. Are they are at home? They are resting. Uh, Biff is um, back home after a series of career failures. He is unsettled. He's not sure where his career path is going, what he wants to do. And, um, and this adds to Willie's woes. In a separate scene that follows, we see Linda confronting uh, her sons about their father's deteriorating health, his mental decline, his confusion, uh, and his attempts at wanting to kill himself. She also reveals that he has lost his salary, his, he's on straight commission, which is added to his uh, uh, pressure, financial pressure, and many a times he's borrowing money from their neighbor Charlie. She appeals to them to resolve their conflicts with Willie uh, and start earning well so as to uh, relieve Willie of this burden. Soon in the kitchen area where the family uh, mostly gathers, a discussion is held over uh, reviving uh, Biff's career by him seeking out an old employer um, uh, who can provide him financial uh, aid for, uh, for establishing a business in the sporting uh, goods. Uh, this brings in a very hopeful cheer uh, amidst the sad atmosphere of the play. Towards the end of Act 1, Billy also plans to talk to his boss for a salaried position in New York. Well, the next day, both Willie's and Biff's meeting, correction, well, the next day, both Willie and uh, Biff's meetings turn out to be a disaster. Biff has refused a meeting with Oliver, his ex-employer, and uh, in case of Willie, his request uh, for a permanent job in New York is, uh, is uh, blatantly turned down by his boss. Is blatantly turned down by his boss. In fact, he is fired from his 34 years old job on the grounds that there are no sales happening by him. So later when Happy, Biff and uh, Willie meet that night over a pre-planned celebratory dinner, they are soaked in dejection over the disappointment of their meetings. Biff and Willie argue and uh, soon Biff and uh, uh, Happy leave the restaurant midway, leaving Willie there. Overwhelmed by the memories uh, of Biff's discovery of his father's affair. At this point in the play, it becomes clear that Biff's disillusionment about his life is coming from the shock he had over his father's infidelity and his lies. Now, after somehow returning uh, home, Willie's confusion continues and he starts to plant seeds in his backyard in the night uh, this is symbolic of the desperate, desperate attempt he's trying to make in seeking growth and fulfillment in his life. At this point, Willie again has a delusional conversation with his older brother, Ben, 
who reminds him of a twenty thousand dollar insurance money inside the thick of the night billy and biff have a final uh, theory conversation in which biff decides the uh, in which biff decides to leave the house for good so as to not bring any more strife to his family and particularly to his father at this point both billy and biff in a very emotional moment recognize their love for each other again moved by his son's emotions and at the peak of his own hallucinatory conversation with his brother ben billy decides to carry out his final plan after everyone has gone off to sleep billy speeds away in his car and crashes himself to death this was his final attempt to dedicate himself to his son by giving him the insurance money for his business the final triumph in billy's eyes act 2 ends with the family gathered around a grave in the requiem the loman family and charlie reflect on billy's life they recognizes that his father had wrong dreams happy remains unchanged and he commits to continue chasing his father's dream and be a successful man the number one man a, a grieving linda wonders why will had to commit a suicide after they just recently paid off the last installment for their house and were now debt free so now with this we head to the conclusion engulfed by the quicksand of an american dream and badly misplaced values we see a man gradually sink into its depths while desperately trying to live up to it the fake it until one can make it eventually leads him to succumb to it it was even more ironical that his final act of redemption was dedicated at ensuring a financially secure future for his family the universal appeal of this play resonates till date holding a mirror to us as a society entrenched deeply in the never ending pathos of consumerism miller once described his character as a man trying to write his name on ice on a hot july day this play also throws uh, a few questions at us just think about it willy loved the outdoor he loved gardening he loved being in nature what would his life be like if he had recognized these values if he had really known these values and if he was working according to these values wouldn't he then be successful and uh, wealthy and happy if he had only known who he was i would like to end this review with a quote from the play which says why am i trying to become what i don't want to be what am i doing in an office making a contemptuous begging fool of myself when all i want is out there waiting for me the minute i say i know who i am thank you mm-hmm.